Hello, everyone. This is Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Jaco with Unleashing Intuition Secrets. So there's Lots of things that are going on today. I got Dr. Kirk Elliott. We're going to be talking about him. He's coming in right now. And, uh, you know, here in Florida, in uh, Sarasota, Florida, we have uh, malaria. Uh, first time in, I think, like 40 years malaria has been here in the United States. Uh, and just a few days ago, there were four cases. Today, uh, I heard there's 14 cases of malaria here in Sarasota, Florida. What do you think about that, Dr. Kirk? I think um, it's going to actually add even more problematic economic things because if if the most popular tourist state in the country has malaria outbreak, who's going to want to go there over the summer to travel? Who's going to want to go to the theme parks, right? Who's going to want to do this and that? So all of this, to me, starts pointing towards uh, reasons why people would want to start to give up their freedoms for the government to take control. It's like our health. We, we can't even go outside and feel safe anymore. Look what's like, look what's happening in France. You know, as, as we speak, I mean, 2,500 buildings on fire, um, riots, looting protests. I mean, it's a complete social reengineering campaign over there. And when did this all start? This all started back when when Macron, the president of France, decided, hey, we're going to actually uh, raise people's age for them to retire. And he had all these retirees that said, wait a second, we're about to retire. Now we can't? You're going to raise our age because the government's run out of money? This is when the social unrest started because the French government started stealing money or, or not even giving money into the hands of the French people who were working their whole life under their socialist regime to start to get something for retirement. And then they say, we, we can't do it. Well, then that spread other parts of life, other things where it's like, well, boy, now let's actually bring race into it. Let's bring the the uh, uh, problematic of of income distribution discrepancies, right? So, so they're making it into a religious war, a race war, a class war in France and it's complete societal upheaval. Well, here in America, we've got a lot of those same things going on, but this economic erosion that we're seeing, they, we can't handle much more bad news, right? The economy simply can't. And now you've got malaria and the biggest tourist state during the busiest tourist season. It's like, come on, is, is this planned or is it, is it not? I mean, I, I have, I have no, I have no idea, but, but, you know, I, I, I don't know, but some of these things, when you see them, when they're happening is makes me wonder, it really makes me wonder. Cause it's not just happening here in America or in a, um, red state. Yeah. It's happening all over the world. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, in uh, France, you know, Macron doesn't uh, go out in public anymore because uh, the people riot on him. Uh, the same thing is happening uh, in Canada. Justin Trudeau doesn't go out in public because people would riot on him. Uh, I don't see President Biden 
if we want to call them that, going to uh, football games because who knows what would happen. So there's uh, there's a lot of uh, people that are are grumbling out there, and they're they're I mean they can't afford uh, groceries because inflation is sky high. If they can get them, because it's getting to the point where you know uh, a lot of the, a lot of places are are not getting uh, the food stuff anymore. Well, it's true, and and sadly, it's 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 going to get worse. So the government, a there's uh, three things I'd love to cover today. Some of the the gross domestic product numbers that they lied about, the inflation numbers that they lied about, the absolute onslaught and rush toward central bank digital currency and then a a very creepy terminator-esque um, type uh comments from the creator of artificial intelligence right i mean a lot a lot happening right now but but when you look at the gdp numbers um that basically they were expecting growth of 1.3 percent what did they get they got two percent right so they're thinking look biden's doing amazing things for the economy we, we almost doubled what we thought we were going to get. And it's like, wait a second. 2% not good, right? 2% GDP growth isn't good. And here's the reason why. Now, if inflation were like 0.5%, sure, 2% would be great. It would be quadrupling the rate of inflation and the economy would be growing. But even under their bogus inflation numbers, when they said a few, two two to three weeks ago, I can't remember exactly the date, um, inflation went from 5.8% to 4%, right? It went down like over 25% in 30 days. It's like hogwash. That It did not. Michael, you didn't go to the grocery store and you start celebrating because the price of everything in the grocery store was down 25% over the last month. You didn't do that. You didn't try to go buy a house and everything was 25% less. You didn't try to buy a car or go to the gas station and say, sweet, everything's 25% less. That didn't happen because it didn't happen, right? They're lying about the numbers. Now, they're also lying about the GDP numbers, which goes to percent. GDP is they're, they're basically the aggregate of all things that people are are basically buying in America that are produced in America, right? That's the gross domestic product. It's produced here and we're buying. So that brings into effect the inflated prices because they're measuring the retail purchases. That's a gross domestic product realized. So if even under their bogus number of 4%, which is so understated, inflation's really hovering more like 20%, but let's just say that it's four. Let's just use, give them the benefit of that. And it's full. Well, GDP is still half of that. The GDP only went up 2%. So what does that mean? It means that it's, okay, half of the inflation rate. And if it's a measurement of inflation, that means that the economy shrunk by 50%. And this is what, this is just math, right? So they should not be celebrating anything at all unless GDP is equal to the inflation rate. I mean, seriously, then the economy would be static. They're shrinking right now because of that. So you've got those bogus numbers that are happening. But of course, they've got to spin them to make it look good because we're in a pre-election year and, and you know, they, they just have to. But, but here's where we start to put this into a bigger macro view. Um, 
uh, I think everything that's happening in France, everything that's going on, they need, they being the globalists, um, the, the international bankers, the people that want to usher in this new system of complete people control, have to make it look really bad yeah. for people to want what they have, right? Because, so Martin Weiss with Weiss Ratings, he's a very brilliant guy, he's been in this, uh, you know, banking world for over 40 years analyzing the the health of banks well you and i exposed a few weeks ago that he had come up with a list of 4243 banks that are on the verge of failure we've seen massive economic upheaval when five banks failed silicon valley bank signature bank silvergate bank credit swiss and first republic that's only five banks 4243 is is much bigger than that right so but this guy, I've been I've been following him for decades. He's really smart. Well, he got me onto something last weekend um, that I researched myself, and it was a horrible read. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But I was reading the Federal Register, which is which is the repository for all the laws that are written, administrative rulings, actual legislative laws, right? So you go back to 2019, and there was a. Uh, in the Federal Register, there's a law called OP-1670 issued by the Federal Reserve. That was the original source code, so to speak, the original language of the administrative law that brought the FedNow app into reality. So the 93 pages of horribleness talking about the FedNow app and how it's meant to have 12 you know, 24-7 instantaneous money transfers, 365 days a year, it gets rid of wires. This is what they're bragging about. But, you know, Michael, if you were to do, an, if you're doing research and you have a PDF, um, just a file, you can do a word search. You just hit the little, like, microscope, you know, magnifying glass and type in the word you want to look for, and it's going to find all the occurrences of that word. I typed in the word control on this document to see how many times the word control comes up. Literally, it's like almost on every page. It's like nonstop words, control, control, control. This tells me that this is nothing about fixing a system. It's about controlling people, right? So it's in the, it's in the source language. So I, that's the original code. But then when, when you have a Federal Reserve law, they actually open it up for comments, not from the general public, but from like the economists that help write the law from the board of governors who are are like the board for the for the Federal Reserve, right? So you've got this elite group that they're talking back and forth. It's like it's like being a fly on the wall, you know, but they're commenting on it and they make those comments public. So there's a gentleman by the name of William Michael Cunningham. He's one of the authors of the Fed now legislation that we're talking about, right? So smart guy uh, professor, you know, economics professor at some university. He advises the board of governors of the Federal Reserve. Well, he wrote this uh, this comment, you know, docket number OP-1670, Federal Reserve actions to support interbank settlement for faster payments, response to notice and request for comment. So he's commenting, right? Re realize one of the authors of all this horrible stuff, right? So here's what he said. The first part of what he said is is true, and he defines money. The second part that he says is not true, where he redefines what money is. Yeah, because it gets really creepy. So, 
He says the main economic attributes of a technically effective currency rest on three functions. Number one, it's a unit of account. Number two, it's a store of value. And three, it's a medium of exchange. So a unit of account. You can have a $5 bill, a $10 bill, a $20 bill, a $100 bill. They all have a unit of account, right? So then you have a store of value. You're hoping that if you have cash, it's going to be worth what it's worth 5, 10, 20 years from now, right? Well, it's not because they're printing it out so much that they're devaluing the value of the dollar. Just since the 1970s, it's down over, like, let's see, 72 when Nixon closed the gold window. It's down over almost 80%. You look at the what the value of money is since the Federal Reserve Act in 1913, it's it's down over 99.8%, lost 99.8% of its value, right? So that's bad. Seriously, that's horrible. So, But this is what happens when you print without discretion. And then it's a, it's a means of exchange, right? So you're using your cash to buy something, eggs, meat, bicycle, whatever, right? So... That's the three functions of money. Listen to what they just redefined it as. So in his own words, and I'm exactly reading the quote, but there is a fourth function of money as a means of social control. So like, oh, whoa, they just exposed their hand, right? They just exposed it completely. Mm. So the centralized monopoly over the functions of money held by sovereign governments and central banks has generated, listen to these words, Great income and wealth imbalances, concerns about a lack of central bank performance with respect to financial inclusion, income inequality, economic system stability, and the tendency of central banks to intermediate on behalf of large financial institutions, blah, blah, blah. But here's those words, inequality, inclusion, um, performance imbalances. These are all code words for they want a societal politically correct community, right? Where everyone's on this equal playing field, being equally poor, not equally wealthy. This is what communism, socialism is all about. But they're wanting to reprogram America into their agenda, right? So these aren't my opinions. Mm. These are their words. And we can go back to this source language of what this is it's it's a means of social control yep. add that to what dr pippa malmgren said at the world government forum last year she's the chief economist for the world economic forum she said central bank digital currency is programmable money it's the ability to cut you off from buying or selling if your digital social profile doesn't add up add that to executive order 14067 in march of last year where where biden said we're going to have central bank digital currency in our country Add that to the Bank of International Settlements Project Icebreaker to cut off wires if your ideology doesn't match up to Project Aurora, which says we're going to have real-time transaction monitoring of every person at every bank in every country around the world, right? Yep. So that's a lot of transactions because it's everybody that has a bank account. Now you add it to the social control. It's like, this is all adding up. Yeah. Now they, they want to put us in at 15 minute cities. We've heard this. Um, a lot of people think that they can escape to the countryside. Now, I just made a comment that, you know, if you can find food, if 50% of small uh, grocery stores in rural America have gone away, 15%. Uh, that's over the last couple of years. So that trend is increasing. 
So when a when a grocery store in a, in a rural area goes goes away, that means people have to drive further out, go to big cities, right? Uh, so this is uh, a lot of people think they can get they can run away. Uh, they're coming after us in the big cities. So a lot of people are probably thinking, well, we'll just grow our own food. Uh, I just saw a report where people's uh, um, farms are being attacked and sprayed with poison to kill their plants. Uh, this one person that had like uh, three acres that they were growing their share with their community uh, was just attacked recently and it was destroyed. Uh, and now the soil is is ruined as well because of the poison that they use to kill the plants. So it is it is really getting out of control. So it's the social unrest, obviously, is going to be very, very wide, widespread. Uh, a system has to collapse uh, that's causing this. Like, like I was talking about in the beginning, uh, we have uh, malaria for the first time in 40 years here in America. Uh, and it's ex- exploding, it sounds like, here in Sarasota, which is one of the key places where people vacation, like we're talking about. Now, where did that come from? Uh, just recently, over the last uh, couple of years, they started uh, a mosquito program where they're releasing mosquitoes into the environment. This is uh, a Bill Gates program. Uh, and and now they have a vaccine for people that get malaria. Imagine that. So the problem, reaction, solution. So these people are evil beyond belief. And, and we have to like stand up and, st- and push back on this at some point. Hello, this is Michael Jaco. If you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition, go to michaelkjaco.com, unleashingintuition.com, where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality. We have to. It's just ridiculous. I mean, they're they're standing up and pushing back in France right now, yeah, right? Like yeah. we talked about. States, though, are standing up and pushing back against central bank digital currency, which is really cool to me. Yeah, I love that. Because since you and I last spoke, add Alaska to that mix, right? So Alaska now is wanting to do the same thing that Texas is doing, state-chartered sovereign bank backed by gold, right? Getting out of the Fed system, add that to Ron DeSantis in Florida. It's like, hmm, all this stuff going on, it's... uh. It's not just it, maybe it is just because it's it's a red state and they hate Santa's right, but but they want to actually. So, anyways, you you've got that going on. You've got uh, let's see, Utah, Wyoming, Oklahoma, Arkansas, all saying, and Louisiana, all saying, "Go, oh, we're going to have gold as legal tender." See, whenever you start to see things like that. When there's all this darkness happening in our world, right? The central bank digital currency, the the big global elitist bankers taking more and more and more control of every aspect of our lives each and every day. But yet there's people that are truth seekers that are actually starting to spread light and there's hope. And this brings hope to the message, right? But but something, you know, I do a lot of shows every week. I mean, you're a brilliant researcher, you know, Scott McKay, um, Flyover Conservatives. I mean, I, 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 ta- I do tons of shows every single week. Well, some of these amazing researchers that I do shows with are are actually saying that they're hearing and seeing and talking to people who said, you know, this FedNow app, Kirk, that you said was going to start on July 18th is actually starting on July 1st. They're they're ramping it up. Haven't seen validation of that. And I never said that it was going to start July 18th. The Fed did. Right? And so that's right. I just I just reported it. On, on March 15th of this year, 
they announced that they were going to release it to four international monetary banks, monetary banks starting on April 1st mm. to be fully deployed by July 18th to all banks, small, medium, large, and credit unions, right? So it's not my words. I'm just repeating what they said. This is their plan. It's not my plan. And then the, the United Nations calls it their our common agenda. It's like, don't use the word our so flippantly. This is your agenda, not our common agenda. It's not my agenda, right? But but this is what they want, and this is what they're looking for, and they, they want complete people control. So, but but point is, all this stuff gives me hope. Hope that that as things get worse, there's certain things that are going to do better, right? And this is what is that common thread that kind of permeates through all of it, tangible, real accountable, transparent. Um, that's where gold and silver come into play, which is why central banks around the world are allocating into thousands of tons of gold, not not ounces, not pounds, not tens of tons or hundreds of tons, some of them, thousands of tons, right? This is a lot of gold that countries are starting to back up their currency with. So what do we get to do? We get to identify that act accordingly, do the same thing that they're doing. And so because what is coming, I don't think we actually have even an inkling of how bad that it could potentially get. So the reason I say that is I just saw an article from, shoot, sorry, I've got to find it. Um, it's, well, jo Johannesburg uh, in in South Africa, uh, I know your son's doing some uh, missionary yep. work there. Uh, they're having a BRICS summit there in August. Yeah. Uh, so 25 nations want to sign on to BRICS. So yep. they're having that meeting in August. And there's talk that they're going to uh, back some kind of currency uh, with, with precious metals. So Yeah. So, so to me, that's more than symbolic, right? Because when you're talking about the BRICS nations, why not have a meeting in Shanghai or in Moscow, right? The two biggest countries. But yet they're going to the smallest one of the BRICS nations being South Africa. But South Africa is one of the largest gold mining countries in the world. And Durban, South Africa, is one of the largest gold mines in the world, the Durban Deep Mine. So I think that's just symbolic, right? It's like we're going to have our BRICS, our BRICS currency we're going to back up by gold to get everybody into the system. Now, the system, and here's the article I was looking for. Um, when you're talking about Bank of International Settlements, matching up your purchasing power, your ability to purchase with your an ideology that needs to match with theirs, that's not just some bureaucrat somewhere looking at everything that you spend money on, looking at everything that you go to, you know, making sure that your ideology is there. No. They're not actually looking. It's a computer, an algorithm that's doing it, right? So what is the the what is the downturn of this? So when you look at uh the founder of artificial intelligence, right? His his name is oh British Canadian cognitive psychologist and computer scientist Jeffrey Hinton. <laughs> so he helped to develop AI. He's like the main author of it. What did he say? He said there's a 
what's going to happen is AI systems may develop the desire to seize control from humans as a way of accomplishing other programmed goals, said Jeffrey Hinton, a professor of computer science at University of Toronto. He said, I think we have to take the possibility seriously that if they get smarter than us, which seems quite likely, and they have goals of their own, which seems quite likely because they're giving them cognitive reasoning, they may develop uh, the goal of taking control. So if they do that, we're in big trouble, right? This is this is where like the, the movie Terminate, this is what that was all about. It was about the rise of the machines taking yeah. over humans, right? And if they're the ones that are deciding whether we buy or sell, and they have this pre-programmed goal, what else could they unleash? What else do computers do? How many, how many nuclear reactors have have you know heating or cooling things that are controlled by computers? How about the ability to, to just enter into somebody's house? How about the ability to have high frequency trading at at a bank, right, or or in the stock market? Um, that's all generated by computers. So if the computer's goal is we need to make everybody desperate so they'll look to the government for their source rather than to God for their source, well, what can we do to make that happen, right? So they start to rationalize this as a computer. Say, all right, we, we can turn off everybody's heat so they're all freezing in the winter, right? We can turn off their air conditioning so they get hot in the summer, make people grumpy. Make them so so they don't have money, so they start to riot and loot and protest in companies, countries like France, right? How about we do whatever, right? I mean, there's so much that they can do because so much is automated that it is like the rise of the machines in the Terminator movie. This is exactly what the founder, the godfather of AI is talking about. And this is why. How do you successfully navigate through that? You have something that's tangible, something that's real, something that's not a digit in somebody's digital world. You have silver, you have gold that you take delivery of, that you can use. This is how you truly can have a smile on your face, even though the founder of AI says yeah, computers are going to be smarter than humans and they're going to take over the world and they're going to do whatever needs to be done to accomplish the pre-programmed goal, right? So, man, we don't have to settle for that. But you have to get out of the system, so to speak, to be able to thrive under that kind of uh, juggernaut of complete government overlording of your portfolios. Yeah. Wow. So the, uh, the another reason I was I was just thinking about this, and I did quick research. There's this guy named Michael Tellinger. Uh, he said that uh, South Africa has mines that date back to two hundred thousand years ago. Uh, they they tell us that you know civilization started 6,000 years ago, but these, these minds are, are very interesting. So maybe there's a bigger picture that's going on with the South Africa, the gold, maybe the money gets backed by gold because South Africa has a very, very long history. Uh, who knows, you know, how, how deep this rabbit hole goes. What I, I want to know is, you know, where the best place to get silver and gold is. <laughs> and, and I think, uh, we, we've established that that would be with, Dr. Kirk Elliott, PhD. So here's the uh, the website, kirkelliottphd.com backslash Jaco. Uh, and of course, the number is 
3900. Uh, always, always ready to help anybody out that uh, wants to uh, make the, uh, the investment into uh, silver and gold. Whether you take delivery of the silver and gold or whether you put that in storage, like a lot of us are, uh, you're, you're not going to go wrong. Not going to go wrong. Because um, here's the thing. If, if we are right on these projections, it's the only thing that'll protect your freedoms moving forward. If we're wrong, well, then you're just taking advantage of the trend silver right now because of the supply chain inventory constraints, uh, supply and demand issues, COMEX running out. And I mean, silver is growing up rapidly. I mean, truly, a lot. We In March of 2020, it was 1191 an ounce. Six months ago, it was, it was uh, 1797. Today, it's, it's 23. I mean, we're up 20% in the last five weeks. We're up 40% in six months. We're up 101% in three years. That's an amazing return. So whether or not we get to, let's just say what we're talking about on the show doesn't actually happen. Well, then you're at least you're in the right place at the right time. You're growing, you're thriving, your, your portfolio is booming. But let's say we do get to that place where all of our freedoms are stripped away because the ability to, for us to buy or sell gets cut off. Well, then... You, you will be very, very sad if you don't have the one thing that you can do to barter with, right? So, so either way, best case scenario, worst case scenario, everything's pointing towards silver, physical silver right now. Outstanding. Yeah, physical silver uh, is, I think, the best way to go. A lot of people have been talking about it for a long time. Uh, we're in the eye of the storm. Uh, we're seeing the storm starting to kick up again. Uh, Obviously, in France, it's going to spread. I think so, because uh, uh, I think a lot of people are really getting um, disillusioned with uh, the way things are being run, uh, and they want to break free. So breaking free, because we we have colonialism here in the United States. We're just like Europe. Uh, we've colonialized uh, all over the world, and I think the the pushback. I mean, we're doing it right now in Ukraine. So uh, I think the pushback is going to be pretty severe when it does come, and then we start. Uh, like we have in, in the past, you see the, the same process where uh, a system collapses, silver, gold, go to the moon because everybody wants to put, wants their money in something that's tangible, which this is, it's, you know, there's a lot of not untangibles out there that are going to crash, going to crash ridiculously. Uh, but silver and gold always skyrocket during these time frames. There's been a lot of pressure on silver and gold especially silver. And uh, once those pressures are taken off those control systems, uh, that's when it really goes to the moon, I believe. Yeah. A hundred percent. So it causes them. There's cause and reaction, uh, reason for everything. And once we identify that we can act with confidence and move forward. Right. We've identified why gold and silver go up. Unsustainable debt, inflationary pressures, politi political chaos, geopolitical conflict. Check, 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 check. We've got all of that. So therefore, it's going to continue to rise, right? So this is how you minimize your risk and maximize your return. I totally agree. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I'm I'm very confident the 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 future looks bright, especially for those of us that are preparing for it in this way. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, quite substantial as far as like you know what happens to people that aren't prepared, unfortunately. So we have to be aware of that. But uh, being being on the right side of this is where we're trying to we've been trying to help people. Uh, I think a lot of people like we are, are very confident and very secure in uh, their investment in silver and gold. Good. Thank you. Uh, you bet. You bet. You have an awesome rest of the week and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. 
Thank you so much for listening to Unleashing Intuition Secrets, the podcast. Until next time, stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality. Thank you.